0: Welcome to the Simple Faith Podcast, exploring authentic Christianity for normal people. My name is Dave Betts, and together with my wife Sherea, we're going to explore all the things that make our faith what it is, from looking at the big picture of the Bible to exploring the tough questions that might be getting in the way of your relationship with God.
1: We're not going to use unnecessarily churchy language, and we're not pretending that we have all the answers. And the best bit, we'll never take more than 30 minutes of your time each week we want to keep it simple and hopefully have some fun along the way. Thanks for joining us. In this week's episode, we do our best to answer some of your questions around calling.
0: Hi everyone, welcome back to episode number 11 of the Simple Faith Podcast. In episode nine, we talked about identity, And in episode 10, we talked about calling because both of those are inextricably linked. And today we're answering some of your questions uh, specifically about calling because there weren't really any questions about identity. So that's cool. Uh, Before we do, a quick mention to uh, Emily Vikitos from the UK. Well done. You won our competition. You've won a £15 Starbucks gift card uh, because you answered the question, Describe your faith with a movie or TV show title and your answer was Supernatural and we loved it. So you win. Thank you so much to everyone else who took part. Let's get started with our questions. Shreya, this first question is for you. It says this, I would love to hear more of Shreya's story. Have there been any other things that have helped her identify what her calling might be or is it still fairly unknown?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think in some ways like It's unknown in that I don't necessarily feel a a specific calling to anything in particular, but I do definitely feel like called to ministry and to obviously those things that we talked about last week about loving people and loving God and and sharing the gospel. So I think for me, I feel like my calling is to find ways to do that in whatever environment I'm in. Yeah, so whatever work, whatever job I might have, um, just to love the people there and to share my faith, and also to just be part of the church and building the church. I think that's where I feel called.
0: Yeah, that's really good, Shreya. I, I think it's really important for me just to add that you know, Shreya is my absolute like co-pilot. The, nothing that I do could be done without Sherea in uh, without her wisdom and without her support. And although I'm the one that's in full-time ministry, we are very much in ministry together, and it's it's a vital thing. So Shreya may not know exactly what her calling is, but we work out that calling together and it works really well. So, shall we talk about the next question, Shreya? What's the next question?
1: Okay, so there's actually a few questions here that are pretty similar, so I'll just read them all out at once. I feel like my calling is to go abroad, but my partner doesn't feel the same. Have I got my calling wrong or the relationship wrong? The next one is, what should I do if I feel called to something but my husband slash wife or boyfriend slash girlfriend doesn't feel the same call. And the last one here is, I feel called to go into ministry, but my spouse is concerned about the financial implications. What should I do?
0: Those are really good questions. And actually some of those questions I've heard quite a lot in just a few years of ministry. But here's the thing, Although, although those are really similar questions, they're also quite different situations at the same time. So, if you are a boyfriend and a girlfriend talking about calling on one hand, and you are a husband and wife on the other hand, those two are very, very different situations. If you're in a boyfriend girlfriend situation and you are sensing a call to do something, but it doesn't, they don't line up together, I would encourage you to pray really, really hard about that relationship. Is this the right relationship for you? Um, I would talk to the wise people around you, talk to uh, godly mentors and friends, and see what. What they say, because what God is calling you to is a big deal. And I am terrified of the idea of you getting to the end of your life and going to be with Jesus and God saying to you, Well, do you remember, I called you to do something, but you chose your relationship over me. That's a really scary thought. Uh, and I, I'm not the one to tell you what you should or shouldn't do, but you should definitely pray about that situation real hard because that's a big deal. And like I say, get some advice. Now, if you are married, this is a lot more complicated. Uh, My advice would be this. I think it's in Mark 10 when Jesus quotes Genesis saying, you know, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Uh, And then he says, whatever God joins together, let not man separate. Unity is really essential. Remember, you are one flesh. If you are married, you are one flesh. That's a big deal. And then Ephesians 5 calls married couples to submit to one another out of reverence for Jesus. Remember, wives are called to submit to their husbands, but also husbands are to love their wives just as Christ loved the church. So, with that in mind, if your wife or husband believes that they've heard a call from God, don't dismiss it. Pray hard, pray for confirmation, pray for humility, and pray against that selfish desires because Let's be honest, we all have those selfish desires in us. You know, maybe God is speaking to you both through your wife, your husband, and you just don't want to listen. Maybe you need to make some sacrifices to honor your spouse. I would really encourage you to be open and and willing to some of those realities. That's really hard. Pray, pursue unity. And now to answer that question, uh, if you feel a call cool to go abroad and your partner doesn't feel the same, and you know this relates to most other callings, actually, I would suggest a few things. One, pray about your sense of calling. Have, have you noticed that prayer is a really big deal in this? Seek wisdom from those around you. Discuss it in a humble, God-honoring way with your, your wife or your husband. Like Recognize the gravity of what you might be asking and be humble enough to recognize that you might have misheard God that's hard. Are you humble enough to recognize that maybe you've misheard what God is calling you to do? Have you sought wisdom from the people around you? Well, once you've done that, go on to step two, which is as a husband and wife, pursue God together. Make sure that your relationship honors the Lord in all that you do. Like it's, it's so important that we grow spiritually together. Even more important than your specific calling is that you are both in the right place with God. You know, if your, your spouse is is worrying about financial implications, and I get that, or the harsh realities of potentially moving abroad, again, totally get that. We've been in that situation, in both those situations where those things are scary. Do all that you can to help them build their faith so that when or if this call is confirmed, then they can trust you. But much more importantly, they can trust God for the outcome. So, firstly, pray hard about your sense of calling and seek wisdom. Two, pursue God together. Three, love each other well. Your call is to submit to one another out of reverence for Jesus. I could be wrong on this, but I truly, with all my heart, don't believe that God leads people to be married and then kind of sadistically call them to diametrically opposed things. I just don't think that's how God works. I think if God has called you to something and genuinely called something, you to something as a married man or woman, I don't believe that God would call your husband or wife to something else, and yet also command you to stay together. I don't think that's how it works. God wants you to stay together. That's number one, and I think your calling will match up. It will line up. Now, one of you maybe isn't hearing from God properly, but the most important thing is your relationship. We're just finishing up watching The Office, and there's a whole Jim and Pam situation where Jim is has stopped his company Athlete because he needs to be with Pam, and I think. I think there's kind of, there's something in that for us as Christians where our relationship, our oneness, our one fleshness, our unity is the most important thing. So that's a long answer to a really good question, but I hope it answers that question well. Okay, Sherea, next question. This is a really tricky one. What should I do if the family members or wise people in my life don't agree with what I think is my calling?
1: I think that that is a good opportunity to have some really good conversations with that person. I think that you should listen to the people in your life who care about you and who you consider wise and having good things to say and who you trust to speak into your life. So I just, I think that's an opportunity to to sit down and have those deep conversations about why you feel called and maybe why they don't feel you're called. And then also to just pray about it with them. What would you say, Dave?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think if if your family members and the wise people in your life, or I don't know if it's and or slash here, but uh, if there's multiple people in your life who are saying they don't agree with what you think is your calling, you need to listen to it. Again, we were just watching The Office, and there's a play, there's a guy called Andy who's decided he's going to go and uh, he's going to find his fame and fortune, and everyone else in the office is like, "No, Andy, don't do it. It's going to be a disaster." And he refuses to listen for the longest time, and that's a problem. If people Are saying to you, like more 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 people than not are saying this is a bad idea. You need to listen to that. Having said that, if you are totally and utterly convinced that God is calling you to something, and you can hand on heart say that you have pursued that answer, that that calling in a godly way, you have pure godly motives, and it's genuinely for the building up of the kingdom of God, then I know I shouldn't say this, but but go for it. (laughs) That's a really hard thing to say. You have to be absolutely sure. And the stock answer, the right answer is to say, listen to the wise people around you. Of course you should. But if you are absolutely convinced, genuinely, that God is calling you to something, and it's not just your ego getting in the way, which so often it is, then go for it. God's calling is more important than the, the, the words of men, but you have to be so so cautious about doing that and you have to be so, so sure. That would be my response.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. I think if you feel like you would be disobedient to God or that you would be yeah, going against what he is clearly saying to you, if you didn't pursue that calling, then, then yeah, you, you should definitely put God first and choose God first. But um, yeah, definitely wise to listen to the people around you.
0: Yeah, can I just say as well, one last thing, the, the chances of that happening are enormously slim. So if you are thinking now, oh, see, everyone else is wrong. I'm going to go for this. It's probably not you. (laughs) That sounds really harsh, but the chances are like, that's a very, very rare thing to happen because people generally are quite wise and godly. And if they aren't sensing something, but you are, guys, just be so careful. Just don't don't make any rash decisions and don't say, well, Dave and Sherea said to you, Well, that's not what we're saying. We're saying only in the most extreme and extraordinary circumstances should you do that. Okay? Just to be really clear. It's probably not you. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, and I think another good way to maybe check, you know, check if it's right is like, is there any part of this calling that goes against scripture, like the Bible? Because, mm. you know, if if you know you you're pursuing a, a calling that clearly scripture is like, this is wrong. These motives are wrong. Don't chase after this. Then that's going to be a good indicator that like, maybe you shouldn't be pursuing that. Or if people are giving you advice that would go against what God teaches in the Bible, then you probably have a good idea that those people aren't giving you the best advice.
0: Great. Okay, shall we move on?
1: All right. So we have had some really good questions that revolve around the diagnostic questions that we talked about last week. So for those of you who maybe didn't catch last week's episode, shame on you. Um, here's a little bit of a recap. Um, so we talked about a book called Considering Your Calling by Gordon T. Smith. So in this book, he talks about these six diagnostic questions that can help you find your calling, and those questions are: What on earth is God doing? Who are you? What is your stage of life? What are your life circumstances? What is the cross that you have to bear? And what are you afraid of? We're not going to go into detail on those right now, but if you'd like to hear more about those, then you can catch that in last week's episode. So with that in mind, here are a couple of questions for you, Dave. As you've had a very clear calling, does that mean that you aren't asking those diagnostic questions as much now? And the second question is, if some people can live without knowing a specific calling, why do you think it's important to ask those diagnostic questions? Shouldn't we just get on with our main calling to love God and love people?
0: Ooh, good question. Um, I want to use a bit of an analogy. So in Alberta, where Sheree and I live, the province of Alberta in Canada, uh, there are a lot of farmers. And trust me, I don't know a lot about farming. I even bought a game a few weeks ago called Farm Simulator to try and figure out how farming goes. And let me tell you, it was a joke. Like, don't, don't recommend it it was the most boring game ever where I basically drove a tractor back and forth. It was not what I had in mind, but here's the thing. The farmland that the farmers work on is clearly defined, isn't it? Like it would be crazy for a farmer to work outside of the area that belongs to him. Like that would just be stupid. I think that's a little bit like our main calling to, to love God and love people. We are called to do that. Like anything outside of that calling is a total waste of time. But on a farm, there are still lots of things that need to be done. Like what will the farmer produce? Will it be crops or livestock? Or which crops and which livestock? When should they seed? When should they harvest? Should they build a grain barn or upgrade the machinery or extend the house? Well, like to know the best cause of action, you have to continually be asking questions. And some answers will be based on like conventional wisdom and some will be based on like pure intuition. And hopefully I'm sounding like I kind of know something about farming, right? But here is the thing, no matter who you are, you are called to live within the parameters of the main calling that God has given you. Like, so you are called to love God and to love people. But within those parameters, what on earth do you do? This is where those diagnostic questions are super helpful. You know, what on earth is God doing? Who are you? What is your stage of life? What are your life circumstances? What is the cross you have to bear? What are you afraid of? Even if you don't have a sense of specific calling from God, they, those questions can still help you to make those wise decisions based on your broader calling. So like to go back to that farming analogy, you might sense God say, so canola, or maybe you haven't heard that, and you might instead think, well, actually, it would be really wise for the sake of the farm to cultivate the land first. Thank you, Farm Simulator, for helping me understand some of these things. In the same way, you might sense God calling you to youth ministry, but you might not. You might just feel like young people need people to love them outrageously because God has called us to love God and to love people. So you choose to get involved that way. That might just be the way it goes. So to summarize all of that, and probably I've rambled a little bit, I would say, yes, it's always important to ask those diagnostic questions because A, we might hear God saying something important to us and B, at the very least, it helps us to continue to honor the Lord by living wisely. And to answer that other question, To be honest with you, I only came across these diagnostic questions recently, but yes, I will always be asking these questions now, even though I feel I have a clear sense of calling. Why? Well, because I want to live in as godly and wise a way as I can. And that's hard, but I'm going to try. Oh, I hope that answered your question. Sorry, I went off on a bit of a rant there. But next question, um, what if you feel like you're not called to something specific and you don't know what gifts to build on?
1: I think that's probably my question there. (laughs) Um, I think that that is a really good opportunity for you to take time and get to know God more and to understand your Bible better. I think that there is a reason that, you know, when it talks about love God and love people, God is first. So, you know, you can't love people well, unless you love God well and you know who he is and. Yeah, if you don't necessarily feel a specific calling or know necessarily what you're supposed to do or where you're supposed to go, I think the best thing is to just focus on God and knowing him better and your relationship with him.
0: Absolutely. Grow in prayer, grow in your understanding of the Bible. Like we will never reach a point where we fully understand the Bible, but we can keep growing in that. We will never be people who do what the Bible says and pray unceasingly or well, at least certainly I feel like I will never be, maybe, maybe you'll get there. But and until those things are like nailed, which they never will be, then you've always got something to pursue, even if you don't know which gifts to build on and you don't know what you're, you're called to.
1: Yeah, God is more concerned about you knowing him than you knowing your calling. So I think that's where you start and finish and it's the middle and the end and the journey is just knowing God better.
0: Amen.
1: All right. So I think this is our last question. Why does God reveal a calling to some people and not others?
0: Maybe Shreya, do you want to answer this? <laughs> nope, no. <don't. laughs> um, why does God reveal a calling to some and not others? Uh, I don't know. I think that's probably the the most straightforward answer. Um, let's try and be a bit more specific. Um, that's, a, that's a really good question. Uh, I think I would have a lot of similar questions that go like that as well. Why does God calls some people to suffer more than others, for example. Why are some people martyred and others not? Why do some people have more than others? Those are hard things for us. It's hard for us to understand. Like in Acts 12, uh, there's a, a, an account of Peter being imprisoned and then broken out by angels. And uh, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. And I think it teaches us about what radical faith looks like. But here's the thing, at the beginning of that, chapter, just before Peter is arrested and rescued when he's due to be executed. Before that, James, another apostle, is murdered. He's martyred. Well, why was James martyred and Peter miraculously broken free as the church prayed for him? It's just, that's hard. Or what about the parable of the talents in, in Matthew 25? I think sometimes it's called the parable of the bags of gold. Um, but why are, why are some people five talent people? Why are some people two talent people? And why are some like one talent people? That's, that's hard. Here is the thing about that. We have to understand that God is totally good. Like he's totally holy. In other words, he's free from all sin. He's totally loving. He's totally just. He's totally wise. He's all those things. He's in complete control as he rules over all creation. And sometimes, like you might have heard this being described as God's sovereignty. And yet in that sovereignty, for some reason and somehow, God gives us free will as well, which is just so hard to understand. The point is this. We don't know the answer to some of these questions. And to say that we do would just be wrong and arrogant and prideful. We don't, we don't know God fully. We know what God has revealed to us. And we're so grateful for that. And we can love God just for what we know of him, But we can, and we can speculate, but only God knows for sure why he allows some people to receive a calling and why some people are martyred and others aren't, and why some have to suffer and others don't. Here's what I think it could be. And I want to be clear, this is just my opinion. I think sometimes people need to know their calling. And sometimes it could be that people don't need to know. I want to give you an example in my life. Uh, I think why that is relevant. So, like we talked about last week, a sense of calling to church planting. Well, I became a Christian in 2008. And if God had spoken really clearly to me the night I got saved that I was called to church planting, that would have been a disaster for me. I would have taken so many shortcuts. My, I've learned so many lessons, thousands of lessons about how to live as a Christian along the way, and you know, if God had said to me, "You are called to church planting," in 2008, it would have been a disaster. I wouldn't have been ready for that. In my pride, in my arrogance, I would have taken so many shortcuts to just to avoid some of the tough lessons that I went through, and I would have missed so much. So I wonder if maybe God doesn't reveal his calling to us just yet, because we've got maybe other things to learn just yet. Uh, I, I think that's how God works. You know, sometimes there's there's seasons. You might have a season where you're called to to be a generalist and maybe God will call you to something specific or maybe you're called to something specific and that calling will vanish in 20 years time. Or maybe you'll be called the whole time. I don't know. Do we know? We, none of us really know what what God is doing. But what we do know is that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. We know that. And so that can give us confidence when people like James are martyred, knowing that it's for God's good purposes in the long run, even though we don't understand, because God is in control. He's sovereign. So I know that's, that doesn't fully answer the question. The, the simple answer is I don't know. Um, but there, there would be some reasons why I think maybe God reveals a calling to some and not to others. I don't know. What do you think?
1: No, I think I, I agree with that. It's a hard question. And I think that sometimes we can get so caught up on, on needing to know our calling that sometimes we lose sight of actually what God wants us to be doing now and using our time to honor God um, where we're at.
0: Yeah, so it's a, it's a tough question. Those are some great questions, guys. Thank you so much for sending those to us. We really appreciate that. Uh, next week, we are going to talk about swearing cursing oh (laughs) my what the yeah we're gonna gonna talk about what does the bible say about swearing or cursing depending on which country you're in and then the week after that we're going to ask the question what does the bible say about tattoos
1: oh boy big questions yeah
0: So we're excited about that. Thank you for uh, sitting through a slightly different episode of the Simple Faith Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Maybe you weren't even sitting. Maybe you were going for a run. And if that was you, well done. I really appreciate that about you. Join us next week for episode 12 as we look at the question, what does the Bible say about swearing?
1: And with that, we will say goodbye.
0: Peace. (laughs) See you, everyone.
1: Bye.